0: You're listening to the Faith Roots audio podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. Welcome to this edition of the Faith Roots podcast. This month, we're talking about the good Fight of faith. And um, faith is a tool, no doubt about it. It's something that we learn to use. It's the tool by which we receive from God. It's the tool which we use to change circumstances. But it's way more than that. You see, faith flows from an intimate relationship. And when we take the relationship away, Uh, Faith then becomes hollow. It's not what it was meant to be. It's more than just a way of getting something from God. And to be sure, there are people who try to use God as an errand boy. Their relationship with Him is primarily about the stuff. And the reason we know that is because it's what they always talk about. They talk about God strictly from the terms of He gives me what I want. And it's much deeper than that. Uh, I have a relationship with Him because I have a relationship with Him Uh, then he cares about the things that I need and cares about the things I desire. So let's go to the book of Joshua today, chapter 1, verse 8, New King James Version, uh, where God spoke to Joshua and said, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Now at that time, the only word that was available to Joshua was the Torah, the first five books of Moses. And so that's what the Lord was saying to him, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it For then you will make your way prosperous, then you will have good success. In other words, God says, it's in the process of pursuing my word. Can't do that without a relationship. A lot of people will copy the word that someone else has. But it's a different thing altogether when you really begin to pursue that Word and you begin to read it for yourself. You begin to see these things on your own. You begin to dig into the Word. And, uh, and, and we always start that process with someone else's help. Uh, we have to rely on teachers. It's just like as a child. You don't learn to eat without the help of your parents. But you graduate. And you move into learning how to do this on your own. And that's really what our relationship with God is all about. We learn how to receive for ourselves. Listen to me. Uh, When I first became a follower of Christ went to church. I would get enough meat in the Sunday messages to last me for several days. Uh, but as I begin to mature and grow, I needed even more than that. And the same thing happens as your body begins to grow. When you leave childhood and get into your teenagers, you need more calories than what you received when you were a little guy. And so you have to learn to feed yourself. You can't just get what you need at church. You have to have your own devotions. And so God told you Joshua, this book of the law, this is how you feed, he's saying, shall not depart from your mouth. Now, he said you meditate. The word meditate here is from a Hebrew word, which implies that you are chewing cud like an ungulate animal. The sheep, the cattle, the deer, all those animals that chew the cud, that have different chambered stomachs. Uh, they will grasp a lot of food, put it in the mouth, take it down to the rumen, and then they will regurgitate it later, and they'll chew on it again over and over again. In other words, they don't just think about it when they first read it, but they think about it considerably. Now, as an older minister today, I get asked this question a lot by younger pastors: How do you study? And how did you study when you were uh, the senior pastor and preparing messages? And this is what I tell people: I would read verses and put into my, my mind a number of different verses along the same lines, but pertinent to what I was going to preach on. And I would give myself several days to think on them. Now, I didn't necessarily sit down and do nothing but think on the Word the whole week, because I had uh, an administrative job and running the church. But I always had in the back of my mind those verses. And as I would think on them, a thought would come to me, and I'd write it down or go look something up, and I would add to my knowledge of that verse by what would come to me, I was meditating. And there's something that happens when you continually think on something. And i got to say this, there are times when it's hard to harness your mind to continually think on something. So the way that you get hold of your mind is you use your tongue. Your tongue will harness your mind. And James talks about that. We see that principle throughout the whole of the Word of God. Uh, You see David saying to his own mind, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. He's saying, I'm harnessing you, soul. I'm turning you in the direction I want you to go. And he does it by the words of his mouth. So this is what God told Joshua. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. This is how you begin to abide in God's Word. Now, what happens here is these stories that we read about, things that that Joshua read about in the Torah, especially in the book of Genesis, which is loaded with faith. Here's what 1 Corinthians says about the word. Now these things which happened to our ancestors are illustrations of the way in which God works and were recorded for our benefit as a warning. For upon us the fulfillment of the ages has come. Meaning that God uses the principles and the lessons that are recorded in the stories of these patriarchs and Bible heroes, he uses those to teach us. Uh, Listen to what Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 12 says, "...we do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised." And that's what the Bible characters did. So we watch them, we learn from them. Now, I heard somebody or read somebody say one time that the only person that God ever promised success to was Joshua. He's the only one in the whole Bible where God promised success. Well, I suppose that technically you could say, yes, that is the only place where you see the Word and a promise of success, but that doesn't mean that the other people who followed God didn't have a call to success, too. God just laid out very clearly to Joshua, this is how the success is going to come. Uh, God wants all the people who follow Him to have success. The idea that we're called to failure, to fruitlessness, that's a ridiculous thought. So we can learn something from all of these characters. You may not be the leader of a country, you may not be a general fighting in a literal battle, But you can learn from the lives of these characters in the scriptures. And so don't let the enemy rob you of those wonderful examples. And and I have to say, sometimes preachers are the worst ones, not all preachers, but they're the worst ones at trying to say, now, you can't learn from this guy. God only made that promise to him. And there are some truths in that, that there are times that that you can't take everything God promised to David, that you're going to be the king of Israel and so forth, but you can learn something from the general directions that God gave to these people. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth." Now, what I want you to see is this, is that you need to begin to commit to memory certain key verses, and uh, not just prayer verses, not just verses about things and how to get stuff, Uh, but let me give you some ideas. There are worship verses in the Bible. You ought to memorize some of those worship verses. There are character verses. God's called us to character. You ought to memorize the character verses. There are healing verses, and those are very important. They're not the only ones, uh, but they're certainly a part. There are work verses. You know, not too many people quote scriptures about work, Proverbs 14, 23. In all labor there is profit. Every time I find myself doing a hard job and wondering, is this worth it? I think about Proverbs 14, 23. In all labor, there is profit. Even if it opens my eyes to a better way to get something done, uh, in all labor, there's profit. Fear verses. uh, It's good to memorize those verses so that you can stand against fear. There are verses about brotherly love. We need to remember those things. And then over 130 verses of the New Testament speak of Who we are in Christ, what we have in Him. I call them the in-Him verses. You need to memorize a number of those. When you begin to memorize these verses, you put the Holy Spirit... Into a position in your life where that he can bring back to you these verses when you need them the most. Listen to what Jesus said in John fourteen twenty six. This is New King James verse uh, version. He said, "But the Helper, now he's called in the King James Bible, Comforter." But uh, uh, he is the helper. I want you to think about this for a minute. He is the helper. He's not the leader. He's not the doer. If if your spiritual development was solely dependent upon the Holy Spirit, you'd be 100% successful. But we are not always 100% successful because he is not the doer. He's the helper. He can only help as we do. And so if I'm not doing the Word, if I'm not remembering these things, if I'm not committing some of these things to memory, if I'm not putting the Word in my mouth the way God told Joshua to do it, if I'm not doing that, the Holy Spirit can't help me as much as He would want to. And so a lot of people are not giving the Holy Spirit an opportunity to do everything He can do for them because they don't put the Word into their mouths. You put it into your mouth, you probably won't even understand it in the beginning. It may not be something that's deep in your heart. But the more you put it in your mouth, the more you begin to get it in your heart. You begin to understand it, and the Holy Spirit will teach you what that Word means as you continually repeat it and keep it in your mind. Now, there's no more effective weapon than the spoken word. Now listen to this. The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. That is John 14, 26. He reminds you of what you have heard me say. That's what Jesus said. And it's so much easier for that to work when you took the time to put some of those verses into your memory write down verses on note cards. I have note cards all over the place where I've written myself little notes and written myself scripture promises. There was a challenge I was facing a few years ago. And I thought, you know what? I need to find a scripture that suits that challenge. And I looked and looked and looked all through the word and I found a scripture and I thought, yep, that one fits what I'm facing here better than anything I've seen. So I wrote it out and I put it right here on my desk, and I saw that verse every day. And I would say that verse all the time. I would, I, I remembered it. I kept it in my memory. And you know what? That verse came to pass in my life. Uh, now it's not as important to me as it once was because the battle I was fighting there, I won it. And so I received what God had promised in that verse. But this is how I got the Word into my life so that I could see fruit come as a result. And so write these things down. Put verses into your memory. Put them around your home. I know one guy who heard me preach about healing scriptures, and he was diagnosed with a disease that could have killed him. He wrote all these verses down. He said, I didn't have any note cards, but I had paper plates. And fortunately, he was a bachelor. And he had paper plates all over his house with his healing verses there. No matter where he went, he saw a healing verse. And when he would see it, he would say it. He would say it over and again. He'd see that verse, and he would say it. And he told me the day came where he went to his doctor, and the doctor said, your disease is gone. I mean, it's not present in your body anymore. There's no sign of it. You're cured. And so it came about because he put his confidence and trust in something that was much greater than he was. He had power in his life because he understood that the power comes through the Word. That's where your help is going to come from. It's not just the Holy Spirit wanting to help you. The Holy Spirit is going to work with the Word. And that's why the, uh, the, the Lord told Joshua, "...this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth." I want you to give me something that I can work with. And as Joshua had committed that word to memory, God brought it back to him over and again. And you know what I love about the Holy Spirit? He can bring to you exactly what you need. I've had him give me scriptures in the middle of the night that were perfect for the thoughts that the enemy tried to torment me with. As I woke up in the middle of the night and he said this, and the Holy Spirit was there immediately to give me what I needed to combat that. He wants to do the same thing for you. That's what he does. Well, it's all the time that I have today, but we're not done. We're gonna talk more about how to fight the good fight of faith. You can't do it without the word. See you tomorrow. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app,